Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago Crypto Hustler, Bitcoin Block Bully, coming to you once again with an early rise show of coffee and crypto. Financial Fridays. What's going on, family? How we doing out there? I'm your host, the Bitcoin Block Bully. How we doing? It's uh, May 10th, 2019. As we can see, prices are up. Uh, I mean, Bitcoin been going parabolic. Bitcoin been going crazy lately. Uh, Brother Grimes, how we doing? Brother Mo- uh, Polo. Uh, Brother Khalid. Peace, peace, peace. Um, but yeah, with uh, Miss Payne, how we doing? Yeah, Bitcoin been going kind of, kind of crazy. Uh, EOS been doing its own thing. Litecoin. I mean, the whole crypto market as a whole has has is up. Like this, this these are the facts, man. We up so much with over the last, I'm gonna say, two or three months. Kid folk, peace. What's going on? What's going on with you, Broski? Uh, yes, sir. H Boogie, kid folk. Uh, you was asking for the, the uh, email last time. Uh, it's C-R-Y-P-T-O-N-O-M-I-C-C-O-N-S-U-L at gmail.com. That's CryptonomicConsole at gmail.com. C-R-Y-P-T-O-N-O-M-I-C-C-O-N-S-U-L at gmail. So, um, yeah, get at me. Let me see. Make sure I got everybody over here. Miss Leach, how we doing? How we doing? So yeah, family, it's May, it's, 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 it's May 10th, it's Friday, a uh, lot going on in the world, not just cryptocurrency, the world of politics, uh, the trip, man, the tariff wars that's going on right now is, 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 in fact, real quick, let's go take a look at the overall economy real quick, since all this is going on with the US and China, let's head over to trading view, um, we're going to take a look at the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. As soon as I get everything loaded up over here, get my watch list. There we go. Fetus is up 7%. Fetus is up 7%. All those main tokens, Fetus, Cellular, Myth, man, all up. All them newbies over there on Binance. Uh, let me see. What are we looking for? We're looking for the Dow. Let's get over here to all stocks. Dow Jones. We're looking for the Dow Jones or we're looking for the index. Let's see. Hopefully we flip all the way around. Um we got a lot of news coming out today. Law of 44, 44 million dollar uh Binance hack, shuffle seven crypto wallets with stolen Bitcoin. Now I don't know if anybody remembers. It was originally forty million. You see how that that forty four creeps its way in ever so slowly, quietly, and, and, and swiftly. Forty four million hack. Um, if you start setting certain algorithms, the forty four you'll start picking up on a lot of different um, correlations with that number. Uh, crypto wallet Abra adds in-app support for thousands, pay attention to the choice word, thousands of United States banks. U.S. Always remember they don't say U.S. of A anymore, it's just U.S. Um, once again, a U.S., not U.S.A. U.S. Rep. Sherman calls for crypto ban. Says it threatens to diminish American power. Pay attention to the, to the war that's going on right now. Um, what's holding back Bitcoin in Venezuela? Well, shit, this group is investigating. So we're going to figure out what's going on over there. Um, this is Tether. No, this is EOS. 
Looking very nice. Look at that. That's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, let me see. What are we looking at here? Um, we're waiting for... Oh, let me check out DGD real quick. I put a... Uh, let me see. Is this the one? DGD? Nah, it's, on, it's in dollar. There we go. Yep. Still, still following the trend. I don't know if anyone remembers me making this this trend line right here when we was we was getting squeezed into this little little flag right here, this little pennant, and we broke out to the upside, and we're still following that same trend line. I don't know if anybody remembers me making this. In fact, let me extend this. Let's go. Let's just go ahead and extend this real quick. There we go. So hopefully we can just keep going up and up and up. Um, what we want to look at. Is the Dow? So it's gonna bring me back to Apple. We see Apple having taken a, a bit of a dip right now. Also, there we go. This is the Dow Jones Industrial. Who who was that I was doing a bill with the other night? And I told y'all when we hit we hit this right here. Every time we hit that, what happens? We dump off. Look at that. Dump off. We broke it momentarily here. Dumped off. Look what happened again. Dumped off. This is your Dow Jones right here. Now let's look at the S and P. Wow, same exact thing. Dumped off. Family, this is the economy that we're looking at right now. When you look at the S and P, you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. That's your economy that you're essentially looking at. Now, what what I do see though, um, in actuality though. Got to be fair. I am seeing, not that high, but uh, we are seeing, where we go, right? Slightly higher highs, but look at the dumps that we're, 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 look at the dumps. They're getting lower and lower. You know what I mean? So where could this next, next dump take us to? So that's what's going on right now in the world of, uh, let me see who we got. Okay. All right. So getting into the first uh, story, um, I got to remember I'll be doing this New Money Matrix podcast because as we looking at these screens, I know people that's listening in probably don't know what's going on. So I'm going to start going through the commentary and reading more so in the beginning. That way they can get the best out of listening for how much time I just jag off doing that. Probably about five, six minutes going through looking at some charts. They can't even see about six minutes. But uh, getting into the first story, 44 million Binance hackers shuffle seven crypto wallets with stolen Bitcoin. Hackers stole 44 million from Binance are busy shifting the 70,074 Bitcoin. nine number of completion. Uh, to seven wallets as they work seven, seven, seven. Come on, man. Seven wallets. Circle seven, four. Um, and they work to convert their bounty to fiat. Eagle-eyed analysts at London-based research team CoinFirm are tracking the stolen Bitcoins and have found the hackers have now spread them across seven digital wallet addresses. Spider's web. Hackers first split the coins and put them into separate wallets as they work to cover their tracks. As according to CoinFirm analysis, the Binance hacker has recently moved 1,214 uh, BTC, 7.16 million in new addresses, but almost 5,786 Bitcoin, almost 34 million still sits on the Binance hacker's original address. More exclusive insights coming. Um, 
Let me see. It says they work to move them through a spider's web of wallet addresses in an attempt to hide their trail. Now, Coin Firm has found the stolen funds that have been placed in seven separate anonymous digital wallets. Um, this is, I guess, the uh, the web of transactions that they're following. Let me see if we can zoom in on that. I'd like to actually take a look at that close up. The Binance hacker has once again moved the BTC to new addresses. This is all time. This is this time all of it according to analysis by CoinFirm.com. We're gonna follow them. Uh, which identities of the hackers currently remains unknown? The trail is far from cold. But excuse me. Before the stolen coins can be converted to fiat, they need to pass through a cryptocurrency exchange, which normally require customers to give details of their identity, depending on where your um. <laughs> it's gonna look kind of bad for Binance being that you don't have to put your information in there if you're not moving a lot of money. Um, weak KYC could allow hackers to profit. However, Coin Firm believes hackers will exploit a lack of regulation and weak know your customer, know your client rules to exploit the system and complete their heist. Exchanges are op obliged to have KYC processes in place. In practice, many of them do not uh, do not do this properly. People can open fake accounts and deposit the funds to that account. Um, so what we may see when we come back up online is, man, we may see Binance going a little bit deeper. Don't quote me on this. They haven't said anything about it. Um, they may be doing a little bit, um, stricter KYC. Have yet, yet to see. Pleasing to leave no stone, no stone unturned. Binance is working to correct the security breach of its hot wallets as multiple security teams try and track down the hackers and freeze the stolen funds. Updating this blog, founder Chainpang Zhao said, we are also working closely with many exchanges and other service providers to, to freeze the stolen funds. He added, we are still investigating all others of the system to ensure no stone is left unturned. Furthermore, we are working with a dozen or so industry-leading security expert teams to help improve our security as well as track down the hackers. Many security and blockchain analytic firms are actively helping us track the stolen uh, funds. This is embarrassment for Binance. A massive embarrassment for the exchange. The theft represented about 2% of Binance's total value. And the firm even mused the potential of rolling black the entire Bitcoin network to recover the funds. Customers' money is guaranteed under Binance's Secure Asset Fund for users, which is SAFU, which stands for Secure Asset Fund for Users. But the company has taken a massive hit due to its reputation. Um, have taken a massive hit to its reputation. Shutting down all deposits and withdrawals from the platform was a priority, as it works to improve security and make sure hackers can't repeat the attack. CZ said, Tentatively, we are looking to resume withdrawals and deposits early next week. We still have a large number of tasks and tests to do, and we are working around the clock on it. While the Bitcoin price was largely unaffected by the news, the breach shocked investors. It is a blow to Binance following the high-profile launch of its decentralized exchange and fiat to crypto services. And Mike Novogratz, billionaire CEO of digital assets merchant bank Galaxy Digital, thinks it could lead to tighter regulation of the space. 2% is a lot when you're the world's largest crypto exchange. No way to spend this is good. will certainly bring more scrutiny from regulators. I can agree. Um, so yeah, that was the first story. Like I said, covering the $44 million hack from the Binance exchange market. Let me see. So this is from Binance. It goes to an, a wallet. This is how much was spent to said wallet, I believe. 
And then from this wallet, this one went here. They also sent some here. Let me see. This one, a bit went here. Also went there. Okay. That's, I'm going to take a look at that one on my own time. I like to take apart puzzles and stuff like that. Moving on to the next story. Crypto Wallet Abra adds import support for thousands of U.S. banks. Cryptocurrency wallet and investment app Abra now allows users to connect accounts from thousands of U.S. banks, the firm announced Thursday. So how long have they been implementing something like this? For them to say thousands of banks have jumped on, you know what I mean? How long? Miss Agnes, how we doing? Brother Montgomery, Brother Cox, Miss Camacho, peace, peace, peace. Bullshit signal. What you talking about, brother? Uh, brother uh, Kennedy, what's up with NPXS slipping and sliding on the price? I opened a Proton email. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what's up with NPXS? Um, just price action. You know, some prices go up, some prices go down. Implementation of the company is good, but it's not reflected in the price action as of right now. Uh, let's go take a look at TradingView. In fact, I, I, uh, I'll bring that up too. We'll take a look at, um, we'll actually take a look at MPXS leading on. Um, where are we at right now? Where are we at right now? Where do I leave off at? Oh, okay. The expanded bank options come courtesy of an integration with Played, a fintech service that enables, uh, hold on. Is that it? Got you. All right, it's a fintech service that enables applications to connect with users' bank accounts using APIs, which are application program interfaces. Um, until now, Abra users users in the U.S. and Euro or Europe have had the option to fund their wallets via a bank transfer. With the new feature, they will have banks connected in app for funding their purchases. Bill Bar Barrett, CEO of Abra, said. The addition of these new liquidity enhancements in our app gives users more ways to move between crypto and fiat. Man, I hope y'all catching what's going on right now. Uh, consumers need to be able to invest their money whenever they choose, regardless of where they bank, said uh, Plague's head of sales. Facts. <laughs> they opening up the doors, family. I'm talking about floodgates and people not even walking through it. Um, Abra said it has expanded native withdrawal support for all to all 30 supported cryptocurrencies. Previously, it users could withdraw only Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin in Ether. Um, once again, they have expanded withdrawal support for 30, all 30 supported cryptocurrencies. With extra withdrawal options, users have more options for storing their holdings, including hardware wallets, the firm said. Abra is also expected to expand crypto deposits in uh, support in the near future. So, um, I mean, even without even just going along with the story, Abra just made one big implementation for individuals to easily um, have an on-board, off-board, off on-ramp, off-ramp of fiat to crypto um, moves. Now, this right here is one of the most major stories. In fact, i got to share this on, the, uh, on, my, on my IG. United States Representative Sherman calls for a crypto ban. They said it threatens to diminish American power. Now, when they talk about American power, the power is all in the commercial. It's all commerce. Everything within the United States jurisdiction is commerce. If this is just a commercial a means of exchange, how does cryptocurrency threaten the power of the United States if everything's not based on commerce? Is that where the power leads or lays, inlays? Um, United States Congressman Brad Sherman 
has called on colleagues to outlaw cryptocurrencies, saying they threaten to disempower American foreign policy and diminish the rule of law. Wow. Crypto-oriented nonprofit coin center tweeted the remarks of the congressman, a Democratic representative for California's 30th congressional district on May 9th. In his comments, Representative Sherman said that lawmakers must act preemptively to impede the threat posed by cryptocurrencies and thus outlaw their purchase by American citizens. Crypto's threat, he claimed, forebodes no less than a shakeup of America's geopolitical influence due to its potential diminishing of power of its sovereign currency. Fam, this is amazing. Man, this is, this is some amazing news, especially when you're able to read between the lines of what's being said. That's why I'm making emphasis on certain things. American citizens, um, the threat that it holds, um, the rule of law, the foreign policy, sovereign currency. A lot, an awful lot of our international power stems from the fact that the dollar, which is a debt note, bank note, promissory note, is the standard unit of international finance and transactions. It is the announced purpose of the supporters of cryptocurrencies to take that power away from us. Boom. And I hope any and everybody caught what just got said right there. And it just adds more credence and more clarity to everything that I've been saying about cryptocurrency as far as you being your own foreign, sovereign, private entity. They just, I mean, I don't know if y'all can read between the lines about what he just said. It's taking the power out of the hands of the centralizers and putting it back into the hands of the sovereign. To illustrate the dollar current, the dollar's current hegemony, hmm, make sure this ain't a typo. Sherman noted that in many key global markets, such as oil, clearing via the New York, New York Federal Reserve remains critical for major transactions. Let me see. Hegemony. Hegemony, okay. Leadership or dominance, especially by one country or social group over others. And for those that may be new to this space or new to my page, new to my channel, new to listening in on a uh, New Money Matrix podcast, anytime we come across a word that I myself may not know or terms that I think that the um, family may not know, if I can't give the exact definition, I'm going to look the definition up so that we're all on the same page and we understand, comprehend, and understand what the hell we're reading. Because I've said it one many times. Too many times we were taught how to read, but we weren't taught how to read. Too many times we read over, I mean, many times when we're signing contracts. How many of you have signed a deed, a lease? Um, simple contracts, I mean, with, with small things, bank account, and don't really comprehend what the hell you're reading. They tell you to sign here, here, and here. What do you do? You don't read everything. You sign here, here, and here. Not really knowing the totality of the documents or the contracting that you're doing. All contract is voluntary. You always remember that, even within the cryptocurrency space. Though lack of knowledge is not a, uh, or um, ignorance to the law is not an excuse. Um, so it's best, best to overstand and try to comprehend everything that you're reading. Any, any words that I come across, I'll look them up because I want to know exactly what I'm looking at. So, um, to illustrate the dollar's current dominance, he noted that in many key global markets such as oil, and they use words like this in all actuality to mix people up so people don't know what the hell they're saying. Facts. Um, the congressman continued to outline the purportedly negative impact of cryptocurrencies should they gain traction as a global unit of value, stating that an extra national distributed digital currency would 
put us in a position where the significant sanctions we have on Iran, for example, would become irrelevant. Now, if anyone doesn't know, um, let's see if I still got the story. Let's see. Here we go. Still in my feed. Um, so cryptocurrencies, once I said, once again, like I said, is putting the power back into the hands of people where they don't have to deal with the bullying bullshit from other uh, countries, governments. Um, those that don't want to play the game of that jurisdiction, go back cryptocurrency launched by Iranian banks. The go back cryptocurrency called Paymon has reportedly been launched in Iran. In Iran, um, according to Financial Tribune, four Iranian banks all together put together and tokenized the bank's assets and properties. A billion Paymon will initially be issued. The report indicates, um, and the OTC crypto exchange is likely to use the token also. Um, it reported July 18th that Iran might develop a national crypto as a means to bypass new economic sanctions enacted by not the United States of America, but the United States Corporation CEO, President Donald Trump. The cryptocurrency, you see how shit different when you really read what's going on? The cryptocurrency would back and tokenize Iran's national fiat currency, the RIL, in order to facilitate domestic and cross-border transactions. So when we talk about reading certain things and you start placing um, just for the dollar, for instance, what I want everyone to start doing is anytime you're talking about paying something, just say discharge or set off. Anytime you're talking about having some money, talk about debt notes. Start calling it what it is and it'll change the paradigm of your mind and how it works and how you perceive that which you're uh, transacting with. Um, Sherman concluded by, uh, by claiming that the end result of cryptocurrencies would not only... <sighs> would be not only to disempower U.S. foreign policy, but also the country's tax collection and traditional law enforcement, which are commercial policy enforcers. Look at the word police, P-O-L-I-C-E. That is policy enforcer. And thus to utterly transform both the domestic and global status quo, meaning crypto is going to fuck shit up, pardon my language. But that's what's being said right here. I don't know if anybody else can read it. I don't know if I'm being a bit too uh, straightforward with it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, that's what we're seeing right now in this space. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing when we look and see the implementation and, and the speed that, that things are going right now, family. Everything I've been talking about for the past two years now is coming to... This this that prophetic shit I've been talking about. Uh. Anyways, also reported Sherman previously called for a prohibition on U.S. citizens. Understand what this is. You're not a United States of American citizen. You're not a United States national. You're not a state national. You are a U.S. 14th Amendment citizen. Once you understand what that is, you understand how to use these little choice and uh, words. But the U.S. citizens, they're going to prohibit not humans, not you specifically, those that are legally status the status quo if your status is that of a u.s citizen remember it's just a status black negro and colored status 14th amendment u.s citizen then you will be prohibited from buying or mining cryptocurrencies he also remember they can't man when you really get into this that's why i integrate all this shit together law with uh nationality with cryptocurrency with blockchain because it's all tied in he also remarked to supporters of initial coin offerings that charlatans and scammers, they call them charlatans, wow, straight out of the Bible, 
have always favored decentralized new enterprises. I guess I'm a fucking charlatan. March 2018, he claimed the cryptocurrencies are a crock whose value lies in aiding terrorists and criminals. Wow. Many assurances, man. I hope. I wish I had a real good platform right now. I may come back and try to. I may. I, man, I may have to get on uh, uh, KTL Media, Blue Pill and Red Pill, and have them um, allow me to go over this 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 story right here, so I can really break down what's being said in here. Many assurances, fellow lawmakers, however, take a distinctively more positive view of the promise of cryptocurrencies, with Congressman Darren Soto working on the advancement of three interrelevant, interrelated bills involving the promotion of blockchain. And we all know what Rahm Emanuel has uh, said as it relates to crypto. And if you don't, I'm going to show you what Rahm Emanuel has said as it relates to cryptocurrency. Number one, he says crypto adoption is inevitable. Um, He also said that he wants, where was it? He said he wanted Chicago to be the uh, head runner. Let me see. Where is that story at? This is from May 24th. I think this is the one. So you got certain individuals saying, hey, outlaw this stuff. It has to be kaput. Do away with. We can't let it. We can't allow it to stay here and grow. And then on the other side of the fence, you know what I mean? People, politicians, individuals, corporations, are like, no, this is what we've been needing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh boy, must not have a good position on his cryptos. Hey, that's what it is, ain't he? He bought in at the top. He pissed. Uh, I'm a novice to this. Uh, who is that? No worries. Engine has a built-in exchange. Facts. Nano Ledger for hard wallets. Robert... Robert, about wallets. I use Engine from mobile. Okay, yeah. Uh, one of the other most useful wallets is the Trust Wallet. Uh, good morning, my people. How we doing out there? One of the other most interesting wallets is the Trust Wallet. Um, definitely one of my go-tos. It's like a little mini smart city. You're also able to interact with Web 3.0, the decentralized exchange, or excuse me, decentralized form of the internet by uh, utilizing the Trust Wallet or by utilizing uh, MetaMask. There are certain decentralized applications that you will not be able to function or work with if you're only utilizing the regular internet. So, yeah, wallet wallet choice is definitely key when you're just jumping into the uh, cryptocurrency space. And you definitely want to pick a uh, a very good wallet when um, trying to decide. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Trust Wallet. In fact, let's take a look at something real quick. Let's take a look at some of my interest earned, which I still need to put some more money over in this. Uh, well, no, nah, because this is pretty much like my demo. Let me see. Now, what we could do, in fact, wait, watch what I tell you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create something uh, commonly close to a community trust. And within this, look, we up 7.9%. Oh, man. Come on, man. I don't know if y'all, I don't, man, hey, look, when you really get into finances, when you see shit like this, 7.9% APR, 
See, this is the thing. We hear all these words. I mean, I was young. I used to hear commercials. Oh, you get insurance and you pay this. You buy a car, you get this. APR, APY. Family, the fact is we weren't taught how to read that shit. We didn't know what the hell was being said. Shit sounds good. Shit looks good. The bank tells you we're going to give you .05 APR. That shit sounds real nice. Until you really comprehend it off $100, that's only $0.05. Cents. And then with the deflation coming in on the dollar itself, once you get that $0.05 cent set and it's deflated $0.3.5, cents, you only got... Maybe one and a half, two cents worth of interest over the year. Right here, I'm getting 7.95%, which fluctuates also. So let's go ahead and tap in real quick. Um, I just did this May 7th. It's May 10th. I've already earned interest of one penny, right? I've earned the interest of one penny on a $9.19 account. I earned one penny within, what, two days, seven, three days? To many, they don't, they, they oh, what does that mean, one penny? One pin. This is what I mean. Go throw ten dollars, nine dollars. Go throw nine dollars and nineteen cents in your in your, your your if they allow you to do that. Open up a savings account with nine dollars and nineteen cents. Throw it in there and see how much you got within three or four days in interest gain. Now, not only do you want to do that, also see what can you borrow against that nine dollar investment. Right now, I can take five dollars and seventy five cent borrowed loan against my $9.20. While this gains interest, I'll also be able to utilize this. So this was $920. I'll be able to take out $575. What can I do with this $575? Leverage it. Man, people not ready for this space. What's holding back Bitcoin in Venezuela? This group is investigating. Open Money Initiative OMI co-founder and Venezuelan expat Alejandro Macondo, Machando wants to help his homeland while remaining realistic about Bitcoin. The truth is, Venezuelans haven't abandoned the inflated riddle boulevard as quickly as he expected, namely because it is difficult to use digital currencies inside Venezuela's borders. No one wants the boulevard. <sighs> Family, they're talking about their money here. They're talking about their currency. They're talking about that thing that they tell you to get rich or die trying, trying to get within the United States jurisdiction. They're saying that nobody wants this. Can you imagine living over here and somebody saying, I don't want that dollar? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll say that shit now. Individuals try to, try to hand me off debt notes that I know are in the cryptocurrency. I tell them, look, I would actually rather take the donation in cryptocurrency versus that debt note. You can actually keep that. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm part of the property stricken soul digital wealth for the indigenous, indigenous world of crypto. Facts. I like that. I like how you put that, Brother Polo. But, uh... Let me see. It's all good. I was just barely past your age, but studying for about 18 months. What am I doing with die? I'm uh, gaining interest on it. That's all. It's just a bank account that you gain interest on. But you're able to use die in another number of different assets. But uh, it's just a bank account. That's also if you got a savings account, whereas, I mean, a number of you that's watching this show right now don't have that much money in cryptocurrency, right? You got a majority of your money in the bank. And it's sitting in the bank for what reason? Sometimes you got to ask yourself, what is my money sitting over here for? Number one, you don't have direct access to it. Um, number two, they charge you an amount to keep it in there, monthly fees, um, monthly withdrawals, or whatever the case, withdrawal fees you may have. Um, also, the amount of interest that you get for putting your money in that bank, their bank, which is now their money, not yours money, because if you try to go into the bank without your ID, you won't be able to retrieve what you think is your money because you passed it over and signed it over and contracted it over to another financial institute entity so you don't have direct access to it and they're gaining making more money off it than you because what they're doing is trading it um for anyone that has ever read the puzzle the enigma behind bitcoin and cryptocurrency my book i go into how the bank works 
So you got a firsthand knowledge of what I'm speaking on right now. Um, I mean, what's the difference between putting your money in a bank and putting your money in a decentralized bank? Me, what I do, I put my money in a decentralized bank. So basically, if you got an amount of funds that you don't want to be liquid, right? Meaning people think you're supposed to put your money in cryptocurrency just to make it go up sporadically and all that. And this isn't the fact. The fact is that there's a great transition of wealth going over from analog to digital, digital being the cryptocurrency space. So what are you going to need within the cryptocurrency space for those that don't want their money to be liquid 24-7? You need a stable coin. What is a stable coin? A coin that's pegged to the U.S. dollar or the um, leading denomination within the world currencies, which is the U.S. dollar right now. So they've made a coin that fluctuates in between 99, 98 cent and a dollar, meaning that whatever you put over there is going to stay stable for anyone that's new to this space. I'm breaking this down for you real quick. So if you got a thousand dollars that you want to put in cryptocurrency for whatever the reason may be, but you really don't know how things operate and you're scared that you might lose it and it might go down, what your alternative would be, number one, to keep it in fiat, or to transact and put it over here in a stable coin. Now, why would you sit in a stable coin and just let it sit there? Why not put it in a stable coin and earn some type of interest off it? And that's what I'm utilizing the Compound Finance platform for. To earn interest off of certain holdings that I have that I don't want to be liquid with the rest of the market. So it's pretty much, let's just say you wanted to jump out of, out of the traditional fiat system 100%. And you didn't want to deal with fiat anymore. But let's say you got about $10,000. Now, it's tricky and you got to trust this system. But where would you put $10,000 at that's going to keep it stable? You would have to find a stable coin. $10,000 would either go and die, USDT, USDC, True USD, Gemini Dollar, Paxo Standard, which are all backed by debt notes or Federal Reserve notes or dollars, which is what I don't get. So... I, me personally, I would rather have my funds in DAI dollars, which are backed by collateralized Ethereum in a decentralized bank, versus having them backed by USDT, which is a cryptocurrency, which is backed by a dollar, which is not backed by anything of any collateral. You understand what I mean? Um, but it's all about comprehending what the space, number one, where we're going and where the space is at. And the many advancements that we have to take advantage of uh, with the space being new. Um, anyway, the story goes on to say, access to products is the number one thing Machado said of the needs of everyday Venezuelans. Do I have enough to eat this week? Or do I need to reinvent the ways that I access food? So far, better off Venezuelans have mainly used Bitcoin for remittances, meaning sending money, freelance earnings from abroad and savings. Meanwhile, users of other cryptocurrencies like Dash often rely on local ambassadors for fiat liquidity. In order to, to gain more insight into diverse demographics, OMI co-founder Jamal Montessier hired Venezuelan recruiters to gather more than 40 participants for studies exploring how people use money in times of political and social upheaval. One such refugee currently living in Colombia told OMI the Venezuelan National Guard would beat him if he didn't sell coffee for the government-sanctioned price in Bolivar's. Another Venezuelan who now crosses the Colombian border regularly to find work smuggles back American dollars in her underwear and hair. Wow. But you don't have to do that with cryptocurrency. Venezuelans migrate in Colombia shows how she hid money in her hair when crossing the border via open money invitation in initiative. Um, in such circumstances, a digital currency would seem ideal. But only search found such users have habits and circumstances that current Bitcoin wallets don't account for. The thing about people wanting to buy, they can't buy with Bitcoin, Coindesk said. Uh, you can find merchants willing to accept Bitcoin for more high-end goods, but not for more basic or stable goods. You can't go buy bread with Bitcoin and Caracas. 
And that's one thing that we need, family. We need implementation. That's why I try to get people within Chicago. Look, start allowing cryptocurrency um payments for your hair, for your nails, barbershops, um, mom and mom and mom and pop new uh food stands. If you sell juices, smoothies. Um, man, family, we have to start being the ones that start allowing the implementation of this. I mean, look at it like this. The barber that I utilize, he allows me to pay with cryptocurrency. I've been paying with cryptocurrency now for two months. Where was Bitcoin two months ago? Let's see. Just real quick. Let's, let's put this in perspective so some people can understand this. Let me clear this up. Let's look at a weekly. Let's look at a monthly. This is this month. This is last month. Bitcoin was around $4,139. So between, we'll say, what is it? The low was 4051 The high was 5065 So between those areas is what I paid him in Bitcoin. Right now, Bitcoin's at 6260 So you know what those $25, uh, $30 haircuts are now? For that individual that allowed me to... Give him transfer through a commercial transaction between me and him and Bitcoin. You know that if he would have got those same denominations in fiat, whether he put it in a bank or not, he would not now have the return on his money that he has. People, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get us to get it, family. I'm trying to get us to get it. Um, well, let me see what I leave off. Um... Shoppers need to sync up with that person's schedule. Indeed, mobile walls are one of the underlying challenges for Bitcoin users in Venezuela because it is common for Venezuelans to pull their money and even share one Bitcoin wallet with family or friends. There's certainly some type of case to be made for family banking tools. What we saw in the field we need, we, was people need systems and products and tools to help elevate trust with the people that they already interact with. This support this supports what Human Rights Foundation, or HRF, Chief Strategy Officer Alex Gladstein told Coindesk about research he is conducting with Bitcoin users in Iran, India, and Nigeria. So now we got the Human Rights Foundation checking in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency use. Family, if the, shit's not, if the writing's not on the wall for you yet, I don't know what it is. Both with remittances and commerce, people are using Bitcoin as a bridge between two different monies. Gladstein said of users that leverage Bitcoin to access fiat when they need it. That's the whole, that's the biggest, man, when you need it. Live on a cash need basis. Live on a cash need basis if you can. But, uh, let me see what I leave off at. Oh, okay. Um, HRF is one of the several organizations that support OMI. So far, Others include Zcash Foundation, which is a trust, IDEO, Cosmos, wow, Tezos, Stellar, and Give Crypto. Pay attention to those that are stepping up to the plate, family. To be clear, these organizations and independent backers, Zuko, Wilcox, and the El uh, Electronic Coin Company, all donate to the nonprofit army for independent research and insights beyond cryptocurrency. It is nice to have an autonomous organization, which is a DAO. Or, well, no, I'm just talking about an autonomous organization. When I talk, speak on a DAO, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, especially when it comes to showing up somewhere without an agenda. Gladstein said of getting a better understanding of how people are using money. Wilcox agreed. Um, hold on. Okay, we got 40 minutes. Okay. Wilcox agreed. 
saying protocol agnostic insights are crucial for crypto companies because it's still unclear if or how cryptocurrencies could be useful it's distressed markets in distressed markets like Venezuela. It's really important to connect the technological ideas, the product ideas, even the economic theories that we come up with to real people's lives, he said. As such, the OMI team said they are now sharing their research with companies seeking specific product and feature ideas that suit the needs of economically distressed and politically censored populations. It looks like in this case, with the Bitcoin in particular, the local Bitcoin's platform became a vital way for Venezuelans to access the global economy. According to AMI's first research, local Bitcoins, which anyone can use anywhere in the world, and to my knowledge, you can use it here where we're at in Chicago, is a primary on-ramp Venezuelans access precisely because it is flexible for people to adapt their social networks to a peer-to-peer format with more than 37 billion bolivars or 7.1 million worth of transactions in the first week of May. I'm going to say that again, family. we on May 10th. The first week of May, localbitcoins.com seen 37 billion of their money, which is 7.1 million of our money run through that thing within one week. We at the Human Rights Foundation have noticed how closely tied financial freedom and financial access to other types of civil liberties. Mm. Financial freedom. So, moving right along, family, that is the first half of the show where we got through the uh, news. <laughs> I want to thank everybody that's tuning in right now for the Early Rising Show of Coffee and Crypto. Family, if you can, please share this out, share this out, share this out for individuals that may need to get this information. Yeah, this is on YouTube right now. This is on, this is on YouTube right now. I'm all actually going live right now. Um, also, family, also, family, for those that like the information that I'm sharing, if you like the way that I'm bringing it, um, please hit the like and or love button. Please hit the like and or love button. Also, for those that need to wish to donate, you can donate via Cash App or cryptocurrency. Um, moving right along, we're going to get into the top 20 coins now, family. Do we have any questions or comments before moving, uh, moving along into the next forum? Do we have any questions or comments before moving along? Let me know right now via YouTube or Facebook. Sort of like earning high interest off the service and products. Yeah, definitely. So if I if I pay you $50 for a service today and then next month that $50 turns into $60, $70, $80 just from it being the currency that it is, not you having to do any type of transactions with it. Yeah, definitely. It's high interest off of the uh, service. I like how you put that. High interest off your service or products. That's basically what you're doing. Gaining interest off that at one time, which doesn't happen with the dollar. Just doesn't. So before we move into the next uh, next stage of the uh, show, family, what I want to do real quick is give a uh, shout out to everybody that's tuning in and give a chance to do a roll call. Um, it's Financial Fridays, as we all know. Let's do a quick roll call. Let me see who I got checking in with me from around the states, around the country, around the world, because we do have people that check in from outside the United States from time to time. So let me know who I got checking in with me, family. If you can, go ahead and give a, uh, give a shout out, uh, name if you so choose. And what city, state, and or country you coming in from. I was waiting until the next dip, but it keeps j- growing. Should I jump in now or wait to the Monday bloodbath? I would wait. I, 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 I don't. Um, one of my sayings is friends don't let friends buy in on downtrends. And we definitely don't let individuals FOMO into the top. Wait for a pullback if you may. Um, or, you know, break down what you have to invest. 
once again, this isn't financial advice, family. This is for um, this is strictly entertainment. This is strictly entertainment. This is direct, theoretically speaking. Um, break it down in percentages. I mean, if you got a hundred dollars to spend, spend fifteen bucks right now. You know what I mean? If it comes down some more, another fifteen bucks. Comes down some more, another. You understand what I mean? That's one thing I want individuals to understand and comprehend. You do not, you do not, you do not have to spend all of your funds with any one coin in any one place at any one time. There's, there's platforms where you can literally buy $2 worth of a token, $3 worth of a token. Hell, straight from your trust wallet, from built in within the trust wallet, you got about 15 different exchange markets. Decentralized. Where you can swap from coin to coin. It doesn't even have to be from Bitcoin to another. In fact, it's not from Bitcoin because it's an ERC-20 wallet. So you can only swap from Ethereum or ERC-20-based tokens, one another. You know what I mean? Um... Let me see what we got checking in real quick before we move along. Hey, now nah, stop. <laughs> you spamming, uh, brother Hassan, spamming everywhere. RVN wallet address, uh, RVN what coin wallet. Oh, I forgot to send that to you. My fault. I got you. I, I, you asked for that yesterday. I'll send it to you. Just remind me. I'll be forgetting. Um, when are you having classes next? Um, I mean, I got. I'm, I'm tell you, I got have classes all week, every week, family. The thing is, if people don't sign up, I mean, I'm not gonna have it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I have classes every day. I, I set. That's why I got the classes during the time that I do after 7 p.m. Because I'm done with martial arts practice and everything. We can come back and I can build with everybody. So I got classes Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. 7 to 9. Central. Sometimes we may go early if everyone's ready to go early, but I got classes Monday through Friday, workshops for beginners, for those that want to read charts, and for those that are interested in decentralized finance. Now, these are donating workshops, meaning you are required to donate a specified amount in either um, fiat or cryptocurrency, is your choice, and you are received or given. In exchange for that donation, two hours worth of a plethora, a plethora of information. I'm talking about if anyone has ever taken advantage of any one of my workshops, you can attest, um, leave a testimony, an opinion or whatever it may be of how the workshops go, the information that's shared and the amount of overtime that you get that's not even uh, donated for. I mean, plenty of workshops go start at two hours, go to three hours, go to four hours. My first decentralized finance workshop was a two-hour workshop. We did four and a half hours. You know what I mean? Peace, power, and prosperity, uh, Iron Ones. What's going on? Peace, peace, peace. That's my homie right there. Resonating with that Draco energy. Anything scheduled tonight? Tonight's first is supposed to be decentralized financing. Decentralized finance, but that's a bit advanced class. Whereas you need to already know how to do digital transactions back and forth. Because we're going to be doing a lot of contracting on the Ethereum blockchain, um, utilizing both the MetaMask wallet as well as the Trust wallet. And individuals are going to be shown how to create a collateralized debt position and withdraw debt in the form of loan, in the form of die from that collateralized debt position and thus take that die or that original debt loan and then leverage it 3x, 5x, 10x, 100x, meaning you're taking the loan out against your own collateralized asset. That loan that you're getting, you're turning into another loan and being able to utilize leverage with it. So 
just as a, an example, you lock up $5,000 worth of Ethereum, withdraw $2,000 worth of DAI, take that DAI, 3X it, 5X it, 10X it. In this instance, let's just say we 3X it. Now we turn that 2000 into 6000 Now everything I make on top of that 6000 is mine to keep, and I pay it back off all my loans. Everything on top of that is my profit. That's what I'm showing individuals how to do in this space. That's what I show in the video. And, and if, if, any, if people didn't catch what I just said, hey, I'm going to tell y'all right now, that's million-dollar game. These are facts. Million-dollar game. But uh, let's get off to the top 20 real quick so I can go ahead and end this. Um, Let me see. I thought I had a live coin watch up here. Here we go. So right now, look at the circulating market cap, family. We were just at, what, 184, 185, 186 billion. We are now at 100. We haven't even cracked 200 uh, billion. And, family, don't forget, I was in the market. I remember us going and leading up to and having almost $800 billion, almost a trillion dollars in the market. So right now, we're small potatoes. We ain't even went nowhere yet. Right now, you got a circulating market cap of $191 billion, $4 million, four, Y'all see it? Four, four, four. Ah, we changed on us. I called it though. We got 190 billion. Eight, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, 30 seconds. There we go. So right now, the circulating market cap is 190 billion, 976 million, 717 thousand, 230 dollars. You have a 24-hour volume of 24 billion, 990 million, 512 thousand, 398 dollars. BTC dominance is still growing. 58% right now. Coming in at number one, we got Big Bank Hank Bitcoin trading at $6,270, up 3.8% within the last 24. Coming in at number two, we got Ethereum trading at $172.72, up 2.12% within the last 24, up 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number three, you got Ripple trading at $0.29, cent, up 0.1% within the last 24, 0.3% within the last hour. Coming in at number four, you got Bitcoin Cash trading at $284, up 0.3% within the last 24. Coming in at number five, you got Litecoin trading at $74.12, up 1.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number six, you got EOS trading at $4.82, down 0.2% within the last hour. Coming in at number seven, you got Tether, which is a cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar, right now trading at $0.99, cent, up 0.3 within the last 24, 0.3% within the last hour. Coming in at number eight, you got Binance Coin. Uh-oh. Binance Coin is looking like it's in trouble. We broke 20%, $20 uh, support, right now trading at $19.27. Down 3.3% within the last 24, but look at that number 44 popping up on us. Up 0.44% within the last hour. Coming in at number 9. Hold on. Let's bring up BNB real quick. Coming in at number 9, you got Stellar trading at 9 cents, up 3.2% within the last 24, 0.2% within the last hour. Coming in at number 10, you got Cardano trading at 6 cents, up 0.9% within the last 24, 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number 11, you got Tron. Coming in at number 12, you got Monero. Tron's at 2 cents, down 0.2% within the last 24. Monero's at 60, huh, 666, dig that. $66.06, down 3.3% uh, in the last 24, up 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number 13, we got Bitcoin SV. Who they have now opened up 3x leverage trading on a Dragon X exchange market, meaning if you got one, they'll give you two, they'll have three. Or if you buy one, they'll give you enough money to buy two more. You know, 
You can short and long on Dragon X. Right now, trading at $57.73, up 1.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number 14, we got Dash, trading at $112, um, down 0.5% within the last 24. Coming in number 15, Cosmos, keeping his gains up, keeping himself up relevant within the top 20 coins. Number 15, trading at $3.82. Down 6.2% within the last 24, 1.1% within the last hour. Coming in number 16, family, keep your eyes on Adam. Keep your eyes on Cosmos. You see the sacred, sacred geometry right here encased in it. Coming in number 16, we got IOTA trading at 28 cent, down 2.3% within the last 24. Number 17, we got Tezos at $1.13, down 2.1% within the last 24. Coming in, but up point, uh, Eh, it's slightly up. Coming in number 18, we got Ethereum Classic at $5.49, down 1.2% within the last 24. Coming in number 19, we have NEO trading at $8.83, down 0.7% within the last 24. No, excuse me, up 0.7% within the last 24. Excuse me, family. And coming in last but not least, we got Ontology. Oh, man, they didn't knock Maker out the way. ONT at $1.07, up 3.5% within the last 24 hours, family. Damn, basic attention token of 24%. You know it's going to be on the biggest gainers list. Chain link up 9%. Now, so who watched my show? Was that yesterday or the day before yesterday when Basic Contention Token was on the biggest losers list for about three days? And I said constantly that when you see it on the list like this, maybe it's time for you to take a look at it and possibly enter positions on it. Now I bet you it's on the biggest gainers list and it's up 24% within the last 24 hours. Let's take a look. We're taking a look at the biggest losers first. But we're going to flop over here and take a look at Bitcoin. Really Binance versus Tether. Let's see what type of pullback we're having. Let's see what we got going on here. What do I got? There we go. First pullback in what? This is a monthly one, two. Hey, I mean, what could you be mad? This is the first pullback in the last three months. Come on, now let's be serious with each other. This is the first pullback in the last three months. Came down, look what you tapped almost perfectly. That 786. Look at that. Flawless. Flawless. What was our bottom? $18.30. The 786 is $18.27. Come on, man. What more do y'all want? I know people that don't know what the hell Fibonacci is. Like, what, what, what is dude talking about? I'm talking about confirmations of Fibonacci retracement lines and support levels. Let's break this down to a weekly. I mean, look at that. That first week we came down, we tested the 50%. Break this down to a daily now. There we go. Now you can see what really happened. That 382, that was strong support. We tried, weren't able to break, broke back down, and not a foot. Now, within the daily today, it's actually looking good. Um, we're coming from a low of $18.30, which, I mean, we broke 382 to the 618. This would have been your next level of support that you're looking at to come in. We did hit that. Um, this chart's been up for a while, too. I didn't just make this today so that everything adds up and is here. You can go back and watch the videos. All this has been here previously where it's at. I actually go through and I tell everyone the prices that are within the Fibonacci retracement levels so that they can write them down. So, um, yeah, that's Binance. Uh, let's see. Biggest losers. Look at that. Cosmos. I don't know what saying is. DGD. Wow, DGD is the biggest loser at 34 bucks. Dig that. Dig that. 
How many people went and bought DGD when DGD was 15 bucks when I told you to get it? How many people got it when it was 15 bucks when I told you to get it? Should I put the $1,000 on Bitcoin and wait till they drop again? Yeah, probably wait till Monday. Um, yeah, definitely uh, sit back and just peep how things go. Like I said, family, if I had $1,000, I'm not putting it. Number one, if I got just $1,000 to invest, me personally, this isn't financial advice. I'm going to diversify it. I'll probably put a majority maybe of it in there and then diversify the rest. You know, maybe 30, 40% of uh, my $1,000 into Bitcoin being three, $400 and then diversify the rest, Ethereum, um, Atom, uh, maybe EOS. You know what I mean? You want to diversify, put it here and there, try to make strategic places, but you don't want to miss out also. That's why I say out of that 30%, now this is what I would do. Out of, let's just say I'm going to take 400%, I mean, excuse me, 40% out of my $1,000. And I'm going to put that towards Bitcoin. Am I going to go and brush and put that whole 40% on Bitcoin right now? No, I'm not. I'm going to break that 40% maybe in the 10% intervals. Maybe 10% now. Um, let's take a look how we will be able to break it down. Let's take a look at Bitcoin real quick. And I like doing this. I like helping people, number one. And I, I mean, this sharpens my skills. Let's take a look at Bitcoin versus USD. Number, let's look at it on Coinbase because that's how a lot of people get into this space. So, let me see. We got to run up. Man, look at all our support levels. Everything... For anyone that's been following this page for any amount of time, all these lines have been here for months and months and months. And I got them color-coded in according to the day. Some of these are day, uh, these are weekly lines. These are, no, these weekly, these are daily. These are 30 minutes. Um, I don't think I got, no, these are hour lines. I don't think I got 30-minute lines made yet. But let's see, what are we looking for? Huh. Let's look at Bitcoin. Not versus the British pound. Um, we can look at it versus Tether on, on uh, wait, what? Here we go look at it. Man, I still got something over here. Uh, I'm trying to find a chart that I don't have any type of technical anything on it because I don't want to erase what I already got there. In fact, yes, I can. Yes, I can. My fault. I can't erase whatever I got there. So let's go back to BTC to Coinbase. Let's remove all drawing tools. Shrink this down. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of this. Get rid of all the indicators and everything else. This is all we want to look at. Now, mind, be mindful we're looking at a daily chart, and these are the type of pullbacks you can see come in. You can see how we got hit that 38, stopped off by the 236. Now, on a normal retracement, you're looking to retrace anywhere between 38 and 61%. So that's between 4, holy, 440. Y'all see it. Look at that 44 right there. So um, your normal levels of retracement are between 38 and 61%. So you can see a retracement to 43.67. Between 51.19 and 43.67, if we fall back between those um, normal retracement levels. Now, the 236, which could also be, 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 ah, be bounced off of, is $5,585. Um, this is macro. Let me see. Actually, this is micro. On a macro level, let me see something real quick.
let's say if we wanted to pull this from swing high to swing low. And let me slide these over to the other side. There we go. So then what will we see now? Do y'all see it? You're almost hitting your normal level of retracement. Normal levels of retracement between 382, which is where you stopped out at. Look at this. That's why we had that congestion right there. You stopped out at 382, decided to come up, tested 236 on the smaller scale, came up. Look at the two tests. You tested the 236 on this scale, hit the 50% retracement. Man, I really want to blow this up for y'all so y'all can really, really see what I'm seeing here. So check this 